0: Story times with Jesus. And I think so many times we lose sight of how simple Jesus tried to make his ministry. And sometimes it just took sitting down, standing in a boat, or whatever it was, and telling stories to those that were willing to listen. So that is my hope and my prayer for the next several weeks that we will do that. Uh, Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, come be with us now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Our scripture today, uh, it comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13. We're actually going to do verses 1 through 9, and then we're going to jump to 18 and go through 23. Uh, I do invite you to stand in reverence of the reading of the Gospel this morning, if you can. In your pew Bibles, it is found on page 794. 794 in your few Bibles, if you can, uh, please stand in reverence of the reading of the Gospel this morning. Chapter 13, picking up with verse 1. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow." And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly. Since they had no depth of soil, but then the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no roots, they withered away. Other seeds fell amongst the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them out. Other seeds fell on the good soil and brought forth grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Now jump into verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no roots but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold and another 60, and another 30. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. You may be seated. So this week as I started studying and preparing uh, on this topic, it's a very popular topic, and I found very good sermons, very good uh, commentaries on the sower. And then I found some very good sermons on the seeds. And then I found some really, really good stuff on the different soles of the heart. And I couldn't decide which one to go with, so I just said, hey, we'll talk about all of them. So we're going to see how this works. So the three things today. The first one, uh, the types of soul. The parable starts talking about the beaten path. This is where the road is hard and the birds come in and swoop down and take up the seeds before it has time to break the surface. Jesus later compares this to someone who doesn't understand or hear the word of God in its entirety. The enemy comes in, swoops up the seeds, preventing it from making a difference in that person's heart. The second is the rocky ground. And the rocky ground here, the seed breaks through quickly. But because it has no depth, it cannot sustain the morning heat. And Jesus goes on to say that these people hear it with joy. And they're, they're on fire sometimes. And they sprout up quickly. And you think that this is going to be a, a plant that is going to bear fruit or produce grain. But it doesn't. The enemy is still present and instead of, of taking the seed off the ground, this time it scorches it out with his heat. I found a story this week of a farmer and he was talking to one of his friends and he he said, the, the friend said, man, you must be really happy, all this rain. Look at your crops. Man, they're doing great. He said, yeah, right now we've had an abundance of rain. And you would think that I was really, really happy with the amount of crops that I have.' He said, but it leaves me with a great fear. My fear is that because my plants have not had to work for water, they have not had to reach deep with their roots. So if even a little drought comes, they're going to wither away and not be able to fight off the heat. And sometimes in our lives as Christians, that's, that's kind of how things go. We come and we have an abundance of joy because of worship and prayer and service and, and a variety of other different things that may be going on. But because we've had so much rain, we have never been forced as individuals to dig our roots deep into the Word of God. And so therefore, when trials and tribulations come, sometimes we wither away and we lose that joy. This is a danger that I think we all need to be aware of as individuals and as a collective group, as a body of Christ and as a church. We have got to make sure, especially in today's society, that our roots are deep. That we are forcing ourselves to grow deeper into the love of Christ through the Word that God has provided for us. We cannot just come to worship one hour a week and expect our roots to be deep enough to withstand the evils of the world. Now please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I want you here in worship. This is how as a body of Christ we come together to one, thank and praise God. Two, to learn and grow closer to Him. But this cannot be the only time we spend with Jesus during the week. We have to spend more time with Him. We have to together, come together and work so that we can grow deeper. The third seeds fell amongst the thorns. This allows the plants to grow for a while. But right when you think you're going to see fruit, the thorns choke it out. Jesus explains that this is when the troubles and the desires of the world choke out what initially looks like a very healthy plant. Notice again the enemy still present. And then the last one, the good soul. It takes the seed, it grows deep, it has roots, and it can withstand the birds and the heat and the thorns. It doesn't mean that birds didn't fly by. It doesn't mean that the sun didn't get hot. It doesn't mean that there weren't at one point thorns in this soul. What it means is that somebody took time and they took care of it. And they prepared this soul so that they could grow. Can you find yourself in any of these souls? See, we're in church this morning, so I know everybody's like, yeah, I I mean, man, I'm a good soul. But I know people that fit in those other three categories. That's what I would do. But truth be told, I can find myself in all of them. At some point in my life, I can find myself, my heart, in all of these descriptions. You ever felt like you were on the path, beaten down? Stepped on by the world? Feeling like you can't handle one more negative thing in your life at the moment? Then you've been on the beaten path. Anyone ever felt burned out? Every time something starts going good for you, bam, something bad happens. Then you've been scorched by the sun. Anybody ever felt choked out from the thorns of life? That right when you think you're about to produce good fruit, something happens and the the desires of this world and and the, the, the lures of wealth, as Jesus said, comes in and takes your fruit away. And then we've all at some point in our lives been in the good soul. And I can tell that in this congregation because so many of you have kids and grandkids here. And that's your fruit. And even though you may not see it at the time, one day you will. So what can we take from this? The first thing I think we can take from the soul's aspect of this is that we have to continue to reevaluate our heart. We also have to see that Jesus came to share God's Word. He came to share the Gospel and to die for everyone. No matter what they found themselves in at the time, no matter what condition their heart was in, He came to die for them as well. So what if the sower was more careful and the seed didn't fall on the path when you felt beaten down? What if in those rocky moments of life no one dropped seeds on us? What if when there were thorns in your life they walked past you to go to the good seed? This is important that we remember that Christ came for all of us. And we may not be who we need to be, but thank God we're not where we used to be. And we've got to keep that same mentality when we're dealing with other people. The second part is the sower. Uh, Jesus is referencing His own ministry. Um, Think about this for a minute. Who in your life has been seed throwers? Who planted seeds in you? Probably for most of us, it was an older relative, a mom, a grandmother, a grandfather, uh, a dad, maybe a brother or a sister. Uh, Maybe sometimes his life changes. It's a a good friend. It's a neighbor. It's a stranger that just did something kind for you. Do you share the same qualities as the person that threw seeds in your life? And are you throwing seeds in other people's lives? I like where Jesus didn't say... The farmer went to plant his seeds. He said a sower went out to sow. And as he's on the way, seeds fell on the road. It looks like a waste. If you've ever planted a garden and you drop half your seeds on the way there, it's a waste. That's not how Jesus operates. Jesus operates on his way to sow. He drops seeds everywhere. So the final part of the story today is the seeds, the words of God, the encouragement, the qualities of God that Jesus spread throughout the whole world and that we're called to continue dropping along our way. See, so we plant seeds every day. And we have to decide. We have to make a conscious effort. Are we planting good seeds? Or somehow, accidentally, are we letting the world plant bad seeds through us? This is going to be tough to hear, maybe. Because this is backwards, especially coming from the preacher. We're not called to harvest. We are not called to harvest. We are called to plant seeds. We can plant seeds of love and kindness and and, and all these things in people's lives, but the Holy Spirit is the only thing that can make their heart grow. And sometimes that's frustrating because you pour your your life into people and you try and you want to see the fruit so bad. But that's not our job. Our job is to plant seeds, to pray about it, and to let the Holy Spirit start working on that person's heart. I found a story this week that maybe explains that a little bit better than I can. In 1912, there was a medical missionary that went out and his name was Dr. William Leslie. And he went to live as a minister and as a doctor in a very remote corner of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And he lived in these remote villages for 17 years. And he finally returned back to the States, a very deeply depressed, disappointed, and disheartened man. He felt like all his sacrifices made no difference because he was not able to see the fruit. Nine years later, he died. He died thinking he was a failure. Back in 2010, a group of missionaries went to this area in the Congo. And what they found was absolutely amazing. Every single village in this remote corner of the Congo had churches, had choirs, had people preaching, sharing the love of Christ. They didn't know the man's full name. They didn't know where he was from. But this group that was there found out enough facts that they tied every single church back to Dr. Leslie. See, he died thinking he was a failure because he didn't get to see the fruit. But 84 years later, other people saw the fruit because of the seeds he planted. That's what we're called to do. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson says it this way, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but instead by the seeds that you plant. How does this apply to us as individuals? How does it apply to us at Emmanuel? Number one, we have to protect our soul. You have to protect your heart from the, the cares and the concerns of this world. We have to do this as individuals. We have to do this as a church. We have to make sure that our roots are deep enough that when something happens in our community, people look to us and they say, wow, those people in that church are people of faith. We have to be that light in a dark world for our community. We have to bear fruit in all that we do that points people to Jesus. The second thing is we have to take our call to sow seeds seriously. You don't get to pick and choose if you're planting seeds. You get to pick and choose which seeds you plant. Because you're going to plant seeds every day with the way you treat people. And what seeds are you planting? Are you planting seeds that show people Jesus Christ? Are you planting seeds of this world? This Saturday, we have an opportunity to drop, to plant, to throw, to sling, to broadcast seeds on the people that don't attend our church. There will be all four types of hearts, all four types of souls here next Saturday on our campus here at Emanuel. We get to share time with them to plant seeds in their life. We're not called to harvest. We're not called to see some kind of evangelical movement on Saturday. What we're called to do is to love these people and to plant seeds in their heart that the Holy Spirit will turn into what it sees to turn into. So this Saturday, come join us. If you're a visitor with us, come join us Saturday. Don't do anything. Don't, you don't have to do anything, but listen to these people. Talk to these people. Just love these people that get to come Saturday. I'm really excited about it. It's the first time I've ever been to a car show. And I've got to do a little bit more research uh, I think I told him I'm just going to let Stacy pick the, the winner that way it's hard to be mad at a pretty pretty woman. Uh, real easy to be mad at a, at me. But we've got a wonderful opportunity here. I mean, I am blown away uh, throughout the week. I'm, I'm pretty sure my family's tired of listening to me of how excited I am. Because we can plant seeds in ways other people can't. And this Saturday, we don't have to to see the harvest. But we've got to plant seeds. Don't judge each day by the harvest that you reap. But by the seeds that you plant. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today as we sing our final hymn, it's uh, I love to tell the story on page 156 in your hymnal. The altar is open for anyone that wants to come kneel and pray.